Guest. The old guy from the movie Empire Records. This is the Power Motion Picnic Hour. Hey everyone, and welcome to another week of the Power Motion Picnic Hour. As always, I'm your host Dave. Along with me is Trevor. Ah, good to be back. Good to be back on Pod. How uh, you doing, running friend? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Yeah, it's it's a good uh, it's a good hour uh, this week to be back on the on the Power Motion Picnic Hour. Yeah, as always, uh, a lot to talk about. That's kind of how we do it over here. But um, but maybe back to a little bit, a little bit relative calm. Is it is it a little more calm than it's been last couple of weeks? In terms of in terms of the power motion picnic hour, I think so. I think it's been a I think it's been a, a week where we just had a major event. Um, in terms of first special guest, um, a huge thank you again to. Uh, our friend and, and popular ultra runner, Jim Pergolesi. I wonder if he'll get even more popular now, now that he's getting greater exposure in the, in the media world. Not just, not just running in the woods by himself until, you know, who knows where he ends up. And now he's, <laughs> now the world can tune in. Doing, doing unsupported FKT attempts in the middle of like the most remote parts of the Adirondacks. Yeah. It's hard for people to keep up with him while he's doing that. So this way they could, uh, they could find him easily and, and listen over and over, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had uh, he 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 gave us some real eye-opening uh, stories and wisdom. Um, you know, just a tremendous person, and and certainly the best the best runner to grace the Power Motion Picnic Hour yet. And you know, it's a good interview when we're talking about it still a week later. And I don't know about you, I've been talking about it off pod for the whole week since. Well, well, well. Any feedback from from Jim? Did Jim enjoy his time on on the show? I think so. Good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> he texted me earlier. I think I got to text him we'll, back. We'll, yeah. we'll find out five five months from now when we have him on again. And <laughs> when he returns to civilization uh, from wherever he's run off to today, we'll we'll hear about uh, his experience there and his. Uh, experience coming on the show so anyway back to this week though since yeah. what's happened since how was your week in running so it was a it was a very light week in running um probably my lightest week of of the entire year uh i think so just a lot of life a lot of things that prevented me from doing my typical uh running and um i i always uh you know sort of as a as a tradition, I, I, I've, I've always run on the day we do the, the show. So this morning I, I, I only had a, a very brief window. Um, I said, I'm going to go, I'm going to go run for 15 minutes, uh, before I have to, you know, transition into work things. And, um, that's what I did. I ran a loop around the neighborhood, did it a little bit faster than I would a longer run. Uh, though I wasn't as fast as I was hoping. Um, it, how I, early was it? Not early. It was it was like eight fifteen. So I had done okay. sort of. It's all relative. Kids kids morning routine drop off and then, you know, getting back to the house, eight oh five eight ten. I've got a call at nine. So it's like, all right, how am I going to do this? Just throw on the clothes. I did not warm up or stretch as much as I should have, and I and I started out of the gates pretty hot. So it's probably not the the this is not recommended uh no as as a general sort of training uh effort but it was the only way i could think of to sort of maximize the the limited time i had and and get a, a you know a good burn so i got up to um 
sort of tempo, but I, I did less than, or threshold rather, I probably hit threshold, but it was less than two miles. Um, Maybe next time that you do that, um, you want to increase the stretching a little bit and then test out your potential mile times. I was thinking about that. I, and I actually thought I would test my half mile time today and it was not, it was just not very good. So. Did you ever, the 800 meters, did you ever run that uh, in high school track? No, no. Okay. Yeah. The longest, I don't think I did either. Yeah. Longest distance I ran was the 400. That's a fun one. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, I had, I had a pretty normal running week, I guess. Uh, although I've been, luckily I got a, a few good runs in. I got, I stayed back outside. I did a nice seven mile run up the Hudson river on Sunday. And then I don't know what day we're releasing this or what day people will be listening. But yesterday, um, was what Tuesday, June 6th. And in New York city, that was the first day. And I don't know how many days this will go on for, cause it's still going on, but that was the first day where the city was completely covered in smoke from Canada. Oh, right. But I did, and I didn't really think about it until I got out, and I did a, another seven-mile run yesterday along the river uh, in the smoke, which I don't know, that might have been a terrible idea. How, like, was it Was it thick? I know it was visible. It's very thick, yeah. I know. I think it's worse today. People today where you can't see, if you look across the Hudson, you can't even see New Jersey today through the smoke. Oh, uh, yesterday was, was bad, but... Um, and I thought it might have been a mistake. <laughs> I thought maybe I shouldn't be out here running. But by the time I got, I lived pretty close to the river, so I got there quick. And there were a good amount of runners out. Yeah. So I, I figure. I, I mean, I guess what did I, you, you just got to listen to the public health officials, I think. Um, I know. Well, I don't think they recommended running. <laughs> <laughs> but, or let alone running for an, like an hour. Yeah. But, well, what's what's done is done. I, I'd say it might be a might be a wash. Whatever whatever damage the smoke did, you uh, yeah. offset with the gains in your in your running uh, and your and your fitness. Yeah, just trying to just trying to break even, as as we say. Yeah. Um, and the, but today I did another run today, and I did, I went back inside and I did a nice little four mile treadmill run. Yeah. So just, just went went for went for speed, um, and uh, and listened to some music, including. Um, this week's song of the week, which we could talk about now or later. Ooh, yes, I, I think we I think we should get right into it. I, I'd say the last the last comment I'd have is um, I was I was thinking it would it would be a good day to get in on the tread, you know, when the crazy yeah. modern western forest fires like start yep. blowing their smoke all the way across the country or even down from another country. How did it go from Canada to New York and not? You don't have. I mean, I guess oh. I, I guess I understand, and I, you know, it just crossed from like a little bit west. But I think I just assumed you guys had it too. No, yeah, we don't I have get, it. We don't have it. Uh, maybe you're getting it soon. I don't know. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. But it came from Canada, didn't it? Yeah, I think it came from Quebec. Ooh. I'm not. Maybe. Yeah, maybe I'm not sure about. Okay, that. so now I'm even more confused. Um, We're gonna need our listeners to um, to help us with this one. So we're gonna need a lot of comments this week on the Instagram. Yeah. We well, we did. We did disclaim very early on that we would often find ourselves confused on the show and have to rely on on our on our listeners. Yeah, and this this guarantees next week's will be a good episode because we'll have a great fact checking segment next week. Fact checking, probably a pretty full mailbag. So um, yeah, let's get right into song of the week. I think that's a great idea. Okay, so yeah, I think the last one went great, and the last one we did illegal and free by uh, what were they called? <laughs> They were called Milk Music. And milk Music. And so, and you suggested that, and it was great. This week, our second song of the week, um, I suggested it. What was it? 
Um, it was uh, guided by angels. Guided by angels. That's right. By yeah. Amo and the Sniffers. And so, uh oh, we got a. Do we have another surprise special guest calling in? Surprise special guest. My watch thought you were you were talking to it. What <laughs> a world. Uh, it's, it is very dystopian all of a sudden with all the smoke and all the robots interrupting <laughs> podcasts. The smoke and the, and the robots. Very very apropos our, our next song of the week, which I'll just tease given the, the oh, sound wow. there. Yeah. That's um, great. But um, anyway, so yes, it was, it was uh, Guided by Angels. Um, I think it, what we decided after the first, so yes, milk music, um, like, ah, oh, geez, what was that? Um, what was the band? Uh, anyway, we'll have to come back to it. When I tell you okay. what it is, I bet you'll, I bet you'll get it. So milk music had an album that they called, uh, mystic one hundreds. And then from that point forward became the mystic one hundreds, which is yeah, very know- similar to the band. Songs Ohio, who put yes. out an album called Magnolia Electric Company, and then became Magnolia Electric Company, the band. Thank you. Thank You're you, welcome. Dave. Oh, sure. That's a band I got into during the original Power Motion Picnic Hour days when we were on terrestrial radio, yeah. barely talking. Uh, same here. And, and we, we had the good fortune of, of seeing them. Uh, Jason Molina, was it, in, uh, in, in Boston at the Middle East? Uh, Middle East, downstairs. Downstairs in Cambridge, yeah. Yeah, I caught him there twice. Uh, Jason Molina, rest in peace. I know. Rest yeah. in peace. Um, so, um, yeah, we decided that the song of the week, we should put some constraints on it, much like the, the show itself. We're, we're limited to 40 minutes for, for reasons our lawyers suggest we should not disclose. Um, That's reasonable. It's reasonable. We take a very risk-averse approach to uh, disclosures, including people's names on the Power Motion Picnic Hour. Yep. Um, which uh, Jim Jim actually earned earned the first bleeping ever on last week's episode. That was pretty amazing. Um, not the last, I'm sure, but it was great <laughs> to have to, to have Jim uh, inaugurate that that weekly segment. It's, it was the it's first a tradition. One. Yeah, what, yeah. What will we have to to bleep on this this week's special guest? Um, I can't wait to find out. Yeah. But yeah, so for song of the week, we decided let's let's focus on bands that are are still playing, um, ones that we can or maybe lesser known bands that are not necessarily lesser known, but bands that are still in existence that we can we can endorse and and promote their you know their active efforts as as artists. Yeah, and on the original Power Motion Picnic Hour, we we pretty exclusively played independent artists, and mm-hmm. the distinction between you know an independent artist and a, a major label artist doesn't exist in the same way it used to um, back in those days. But I think we want to keep that spirit alive, and and we want to share new new artists and artists who are kind of a you know doing their damnedest. Yeah, the cool thing for me is it's actually it's actually gotten me to start exploring a bit more, sort of looking for some good good songs of the week. Um, and so I've, I've been checking out some new artists. I found some that I've, uh, become interested in. And, and it also, it also prevents me from falling back on my natural tendency to use the next like 27 or 28 weeks, just sequentially going through every, every song on Fleetwood Mac's, uh, 1979 Tusk. It's my favorite Fleetwood Mac album. It's a tremendous running album. It's, <laughs> it's just a brilliant, brilliant work of art. Uh, but we oh, will spare yeah. the listener that, that experience. They can listen we'll, to Tusk on their own time. We'll, we'll save the Tusk one for a special Patreon episode. Um, and we will do that. And that, we'll, we'll do, we'll do it, a Patreon episode that's twice as long as Tusk where we talk about it. But, but today, we're going to go to this week's Song of the Week. 
um, and let Guided by Angels by Amal and the Sniffers. And since I picked this one, we'll let you talk about it first. But this is going to be an interesting moment in the podcast where we find out if I was successfully able to edit a small clip of the song right now or not. Ooh, okay. Guided by Angels, but they're heavenly. They're on my body and they guide me. Heavenly. The Angels guide me. Heavenly, heavenly. I, I liked how you went right to a lyric. Uh, so we don't always need to follow that format, but I figured I'd pick up on on uh, your good example last time. So I I loved early on. So so the song like to well I'll get to the lyric. Maybe I won't. Maybe I won't follow your cue. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let me yeah, let me lead off the way you started. But first, but, but, but first, <laughs> but first a quick a quick unrelated tangent. Um, so. A lot of the lyrics are about energy. A lot of the song is about energy. And I, I, I sort of had this idea that the song was almost like it's like a, a musical onomatopoeia of like what energy is. OK. You know, it like is energy. <laughs> you can feel the energy. You can feel the energy. Yeah. She said she says uh, at some point she says I, she says good energy and bad energy. I've got lots of energy. Yes, I've got I've got plenty of energy. Oh, plenty of energy. It's my currency. I spend protect my energy currency. Energy, good energy and bad energy. I've got plenty of energy. It's my currency. I spend protect my energy currency. That's that's the lyric I was going to share. So once again, we we landed right on it. But um, perfect. But uh, I so I it. That part in particular it reminded me of what I imagine uh, the depths of like a really long like ultra runner. Like, you know, you're sort of you've got a certain store of, of this. You're spending it. Um, I've heard from from people who have done this that like a really successful effort once you're really pushing yourself is to spend all of that by the time you get to the end. Uh, oh, wow. Coach friend is big on that. So um so yeah, that that reminded me of running. I thought uh, her vocal delivery was uh, was simply uh, fantastic, um, and I also this was like like our last song had a a, a tasteful use of the word fuck, um, which only occurs oh. twice. But it um, so I always carry on heavenly energy and then she just goes fuck like and it's <laughs> perfect it's like it's like it's almost like incidental uh it's not it's almost like hitting a symbol it's a symbol crash but a vocal one yeah yeah so anyway uh great running song uh does it run yes i think it runs uh i ran to it today yeah i ran to it today in the treadmill i put i think i did it three times during my four mile run and at one point i did it during like the last I don't know, a quarter mile. And I just, when I kicked real hard at the end, and I just, I thought it was a really good speed song, actually. It's, a good, it's a definitely a good speed song. It's just, it's got, it just kicked you into high gear right from the first hit, the drums, the the driving bass. And then it's got a build that's it's sh- like a shredding feedbacky guitar by the end. It's, uh, yeah. it's a very nice running song. So, um, yeah, great fast song for, for slow runners. I think I agree about right off the bat. It would almost be this would be a good song. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll try this. Maybe someone should try this. But at the community mile coming up this summer, just putting it on repeat in your headphones, that might be a good pace to try to to do a community mile to. Um, 
but yeah, I think I think yeah that 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 really sets the tone. But then lyrically, when she talks about energy, I think that's that's an idea that I can relate to a lot. Um, good energy and bad energy, mm-hmm. and I, I like to channel both of those into my runs. You know, if I'm mm-hmm. if I'm having a, if I'm having a good day and feeling good, I'll just go out there and and feel like I could you know I feel like I could run straight to Pennsylvania. That's, you know, that's the best. Yeah. Yeah, and then if I'm having a bad day, sometimes you just got to run it out. Um, yeah. It's like when. When I was when I was younger, I used to go down to my basement and bash my drum set like I was the old guy from the movie Empire Records. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> might have learned that from the movie, but um, <laughs> but you know now now that now that my uh, I can't fit a drum set in my apartment <laughs> in New York City, uh, I have to do something else with that with that bad energy. And going out for a run uh, is a pretty great use of it as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I've used I've used it both ways as well. So. Um, so well well played great great pick um i i thought my onomatopoeia analogy was going to go a little bit smoother and and you looked a bit confused but um we'll let the we'll let dear listener decide um we'll put up uh, a confused um <laughs> screenshot of my face online like, so people can see yeah like there they go making up words and concepts again yeah um, i can't be right yeah <laughs> I, I actually wanted to call it onomatopoeic like which i don't think is a word <laughs> so on on what would I would call just a slight tangent, um, I was I was in my local independent bookstore earlier this week looking for a new book because I I read a lot and I had just finished I was just winding down my last one and I somehow I, I accidentally wandered into the sports writing section. Ooh, okay, I know where this and, is going. Yeah, and it's been a strange year because I I don't read a lot of sports books. Um, I haven't read really that many in my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and so I ended up picking up what is now kind of my third sports book of the year. Wow. Okay. <laughs> but my first one about running, and it was just a stare. I didn't know what to get. I kind of didn't have anything on my list of books I wanted to read. There was nothing I was really in the mood for. But all of a sudden, sitting there on the shelf was this book called "What I Talk About When I Talk About Running" by Haruki Murakami, the famous Japanese novelist. Um, and I haven't read much of him. I've only read Norwegian Wood. Which I think is his most famous novel. You've have you read him? That. I, I have not. I, I would like to. I'm not sure if I recommended it. <laughs> I might have just meant read it. Yeah, yeah I've, I probably mentioned it. I actually was, wasn't that blown away by it, but I've I've meant to read him again because people love him so much. Well, the cool thing about it though is that you can now have a point of view about it, and you you can yeah. say I've read Haruki Murakami. Yeah, but and so but so I've been I've been reading this Murakami book for a couple of days, and uh, it's it's pretty great. It takes he's he's I don't know. Now he's probably, I'd say, seventy-four years old. But he wrote this in two thousand five while training for the New York Marathon, and it's kind of a running, kind of a running diary. Um, he'd been running marathons for over twenty years. He'd run a lot of marathons by then, uh, since he was around thirty. I think thirty-one. I think he said he started and running at around a three thirty pace. So pretty, wow. pretty, pretty good runner for a novelist. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good, it's a good running book for you, and it, I think I. I tend to, uh, not not generally, but I, I definitely read far less nonfiction, uh, and a lot of it is because I've I've come to enjoy just the the way that like really good writers and novelists of fiction write, and yep. the way that they each have their own style, and uh, it's just so much harder to find. So even if you can get really interesting content in like biographies and even historical books, like the to me, it's the writing. If I'm going to be reading, that I, I want it to be uh, good writing too. Just like, uh, 
just like the music I listen to, right? Or, or anything uh, yeah. else. Yeah. Agreed. And I actually intended this tangent to be uh, less of a tangent because he said something that reminded me of the song because he talked about when he goes running, um, he'll if something happens to him during the day, I, can't, I, I probably should have saved this quote, but he'll take that bad energy or that thing he's upset about and just push it down inside well, maybe, maybe <laughs> and, Emil, and then si- maybe Emil and then too, you know? maybe no and then he and then he'd say he would then use that on his runs and so he would channel his his he didn't use the word energy but same idea he would channel his bad energy into his run uh that day i like it i like it a lot um he so he's you know the book is a lot like our podcast really because he talks about music he talks about what music he likes to run to mm-hmm. um he's really into running to the love and sp- the love and spoonful. <laughs> he threatens a forthcoming gear shed or gear corner um, frequently. He, he would definitely be a, a great special guest on the show one day if we can get him. As will uh, as will Hamill. I wonder. I wonder if she runs. We, Amy Taylor would be a great yeah great guest as well. I yeah. think. Uh, I think they would both be great. I was going to say Murakami was talking about in the part I was reading earlier today about when Runners World magazine. featured him so you know i don't know if he'll he'll come down to our level but we're certainly going to reach out you know one one interesting observation i just had about our interpretations of the song is that and i think both are valid but you talked about sort of external energy sort of the 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 good or bad energy that you have from you know sort of uh, a day or what you know what you're living at that point and i and sort of i was talking about the expenditure of of sort of the energy that you have inside. I think I was talking about it much more from like even a, a physical and like a, you know, stamina and fitness and, you know, just what, what can your body take? But um, I think both are, are interesting readings of, of the song. I was thinking about it more in terms of almost like, a, you know, a ther- Ooh, another, another, is that another robot chiming in? No, uh, um, I think about it more in terms of like a mental thing, you know, therapeutic benefits of running. And if you've had a hard day or you're upset about something, or you've just, you know, you've channeled, you've got a lot of negative energy, you can channel it into your run. And, you know, one, it'll, it'll turn it into maybe a good run. And so it'll, it'll make you feel better in a lot of ways. So I think, yeah, Murakami certainly said that's what he does. <laughs> or that's what he did. Uh, and yeah, I think Amy Taylor possibly does that as well. This is the Power Motion Picnic Hour. With your permission, I think it's a good, it's a good place to leave the, uh, the song of the week for, for now, for this week. Yeah. Um, and, and so we've hopefully possibly played clips from it, but please go check out the rest of the song mm-hmm. uh, online. And, and if you want to even buy the buy the record on vinyl, because that's the best way to hear it. That is. Um, yeah, support support independent uh, artists and, uh, and labels. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And don't hold it against them that they're from Australia. That's but, right, yeah. Even, if, even I, if you're from New Zealand. Yeah, uh, I, I do always say all the best bands right now are from Australia. So... Uh, is, yeah, I, I, well, yeah, I, 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 I know of several. Yeah, I actually, I almost chose a different Australian band for Song of the Week, but we'll put them off for sometime in the future, probably. In the future. I do have yeah. a Song of the Week um, that I've, I've landed on, but I don't know if we do it next week or the following, but it's, it's lined up and ready to go. Okay, good. I'm excited. Um, so the mailbag's getting pretty full. Okay, let's, then we should dive in. I got two letters here. From the same listener, um, the first posted in traditional fashion on as a comment on uh, one of our Instagram posts, and in this case, the listener chose um, 
to pair the comment with with like the related post, which is optional, as we've as we've talked about. Okay, cool. You can, as a listener, you can post anywhere, any any of the posts, and we will respond. Um, so in this case, they they um, they mentioned I, I, I had used the term. Um, this was a good example of the the fortissimo. Uh, uh, memory failure playing out in real time. I had used the word uh, treading air to describe hummingbirds. Um, so this is part of our crossover running hummingbird enthusiast uh, fan base. I loved when you said that for the record. I, when I listened back to the episode while I was editing, I was a big fan of that. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes you just you just land it. Um, we'll see if that catches on in the birding community, or maybe it already has. I haven't looked into it at all. And so the word this listener used was hovering, which... Yeah, I, I agree. Treading air was a little bit better. Uh, yeah. Listener suggested maybe shredding air is an even more oh. apt description. Um, well, that's great. So I think I think the answer is uh, yes. Thank you, listener. Um, and then the, the sort of part two uh, was a separate um, sort of text message, a private message I got with a picture um, showing multiple hummingbird feeders. And the great thing about this is... Uh, it was taken on a run while the Power Motion Picnic Hour episode was being listened to. Oh, wow. And it provides, it's a good fact check. This was a, a fact check. Um, hummingbirds indeed are aggressive, and these, this multiple feeder situation appeared to attest to it. And uh, credentials included this person also had goats and even makes goat milk soap. Okay, that's a very qualified listener. That's right. So, um, I got one more, but uh, from a few okay. weeks back. But, but um, do you want to go to yours next? Yeah, I have one. This one, and this one we tried, we wanted to get to last week, but we were just so jam packed talking about eating, eating uh, <laughs> whatever Jim was eating, and drinking beer while running yeah, hundreds of miles, drink, drinking beer, pounding yeah, drinking, burritos and grilled yeah, <laughs> yeah, hallucinating, whatever, whatever he was doing out there. Uh, it took up a lot of times. So we never got to the mailbag, but. So this one was in response to our last song of the week, Illegal and Free. Listener Dan writes in, I think the reason why people reference the locale from which stoner rock emanates is because of the vernacular nature and the untrained folk essence to it. Because of this, there's a certain terror war, which is released in the sound, as is demonstrated by my new favorite UK stoner rock band, Pigs, 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 Pigs. So. And could I clarify, is... is, is is terror war used as in like terroir, like, like some reference to the earth, like a, like a turf war or is it, or, or is it just, just terror, the more familiar terror? I think it's the familiar terror. I would definitely say this is not that clear. It's, 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 it's an interesting uh, comment on the regionalization of, of stoner rock. Um, yeah. yeah. What do we, so what do we think? What, what what's the verdict <laughs> what on this one? I don't know. We might need we might need our readers to our listeners to write in again and let us know. Um, it, I don't know the vernacular nature and untrained folk essence. Yeah, I think so. This this listener is clearly more versed in in stoner rock, and this is to be expected that many of the topics will have. We'll have far more informed uh, members of the, the listening audience than ourselves. So um, I think that's number two. That's two for two today. Nice job, listeners. I think, I, yeah. think, I think the answer is yes. 
Yeah, as a, as a double yes. It's a double yes. All right. Yeah. Uh, so this last one's pretty quick. Just want to give a shout out to the listener who, um, in response to my project of the presidential range, said, that's been on my list. It's it's something I've really wanted to do and, you know, send some recon. And so, uh, except for this listener, she used a, a better word. It was a word I actually had to look up. Um, okay. Very it, cool. It meant like sort of reconnaissance. Um and so the answer is yes. Uh, it's a three for three. The old, the old triple. And, That's what we're going for. Yeah, no uh, whammies. Promise we'll we'll get we'll share some intel. We'll give we'll give the beta, and we might even have a special guest or two, um, sort of in the in the in the lineup in the pipeline, who can also share some experience there. So yeah, we've we've got a lot sir. that a lot of a lot of potential special guests. We're thinking of not just Murakami. <laughs> And, and Amy Taylor, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but even even some on, on the more attainable end of the spectrum for special guests, a special guests that might actually occur. I think we were, I think we had a bit, maybe a first visit to the gear shed. We talked about. I know you were. Oh, I think you were right. trying some new shoes this week. I was. Do you think? I mean, I was wondering though. Are shoes a good place to start? Shoes are a pretty. It's a pretty major place to go for the first, you know, the first gear. Maybe I think I mean shoes are shoes are the most important thing when running. The, learning about good running shoes changed my whole approach to running. When I first went to a real a real runner's store, you know the the kind that I don't even know if these exist anymore, but I used to go to one out in Long Island that had like a little track through the store that you'd put on the shoes and go run a little circle around the store, mm-hmm. um, which yeah. is pretty thrilling. I'll give a shout out to um, potential sponsor Marathon Sports here in the the Boston area, and they they kindly let you take the shoes out for like, you know, a run up and down the street or the sidewalk. Um, that, that's pretty great. The, the people at that store, I think were the first ones to tell me that you can't just buy one pair of new balances and then run in them for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to, you're going to mess up your legs and your knees and everything. Uh, and so then I started getting, you know, I, I learned you're supposed to what run what 300, 400 miles on each pair. I think they say 300 to 400 miles is the recommended, uh, usage of, of most shoes and there there are there are uh this is actually just a this is a, a a topic that will probably will provoke some uh some discourse i think there's a lot of of disagreement about like you know there's the environmental angle of that and and everything else and can you get more but then there's also just the fact that shoes begin to break down and and you get less support and oh yeah you know to your point we we could uh you know you could injure yourself um Oh sure, I was, I was uh, running at, from I don't know from two thousand four or five until two thousand ten on one on one pair of New Balances, and that was definitely and my knees were killing me, and that's when I eventually switched over to start you know, oh, man, um, I, getting I, new shoes regularly. Thinking back on the bad running I did, you know, leading up to to, to the big return, uh, you know, the, the triumph <laughs> of the last of the last year and a half. Um, yeah, part of it was shoes, part of it was poor form part of it was you know going too fast there's there's like a whole host of issues that i've since learned and i guess that's uh it's kind of what you do in life right you uh you kind of you you learn from your mistakes you, uh, I, you ideally ideally um yeah so um so anyway yeah i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna push off a, a gear review of of shoes simply because I, f- I feel like they're also highly personalized um 
and I did do a, I did do a try on of a few pairs. I think I'm, I think I know the ones I'm going to go with. Maybe I'll I'll share a review after I've run in them a bit. But um, I think what I'll do instead is I'll pull out a, a pair of uh, a pair of uh, headphones from the uh, from the old from the old shed today. <laughs> Let's do that. That's a good that's a good piece of running gear as well. Headphones. Well, I need to be careful because I think the Power Motion Picnic Hour is a very positive show, and I, I don't have very positive things to say about our first pair here. Um, okay. I picked up a um, pair of Beats by Dre, like high-end, like around-the-ear, uh, like Sound Sport Pros or something, and uh, they sound great. Um, never had major issues with the, the battery life. The problem is they they don't hold a charge and they constantly uh, like are are like losing their charge when they're just sitting there in their case that's not good no. so i can't <laughs> tell you the number of times i put them on and like one ear works and the other one's just at zero which is which is incredibly frustrating so are I've, these wire, wireless wireless yeah bluetooth okay. um so i since since bought a pair of anchor sound cores um which cost about, you know, 80% less. Okay. <laughs> All right. I mean, to give a range, I think, I think those are around $50. And, uh, and I think the, I think the, so the, I mean, a, a smart listener is already, a savvy math listener has already done the math, but I think the, I think the bows were, or the, sorry, the, the beats by Dre were around 250. Um, wow. That's, yeah. Oof. That, yeah, that's a fancy headphone. Uh, although I bet you're, you're, Emil and the Sniffers session sounded much better than mine. Well, uh, I, I can't use the Beats by Dre as my problem. So oh, so never I, mind. I, I've, I've more or less retired them, um, sadly enough, because they, the feature that I that I appreciate most about the anchors is their ability to work uh, almost every time I put them on. <laughs> that's not, yeah, that's the most important part, really. If you don't have that, you got nothing. Unlike, unlike the first. So, love Dr. Dre. Um, I guess he's not really too involved. Uh yeah, you know, I, I wish I wish it was a better pair. Um, you know, well, hopefully you, he hears you, you this. live and you learn, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I, maybe I'll just do a quick plug then for what I I I run in the same headphones that I'm wearing right now to podcast in, which are a pair of Skull Candy in ear headphones, which you can usually pick up at Rite Aid for ten dollars. Wow, and, and they're and versatile. That, yeah, they have a wire and everything, uh, <laughs> and uh, I I. I like them because I think I feel like for some reason I must have like unorthodox shaped ear in inner ear, mm-hmm. uh, maybe like so these fit like maybe I'm like my ear is like in a metric size or something, and so most American in ear headphones don't fit, um, but for whatever reason these fit perfectly. So that's you know I don't as a runner one concern for an in ear headphone is the headphone falling out. Yeah, no, I agree, I, and that's actually I'd say the the anchors. Uh, don't stay on the ear as well as I'd like the the sound sports are are, are quite good in that regard I'm telling you these yeah. things are amazing they, <laughs> well, would, be, they right. would be the best headphones if only they could hold a charge uh, <laughs> and actually work <laughs> well uh, yeah that's okay well so what what how many uh um... controversial gear shed to uh, to start it off but we did it we did it um, we did it we I don't know if we have, do we have a rating system yet um so yeah I mean I feel like we need some sort of tagline um so, uh, I, I, I don't know, thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> how many, yeah, no, or maybe like, how, like half, half beer is at an ultra, um, 
refueling aid station. Yeah. Is what it is. So like, how many half half mid run beers is that? How many? And five is the top. Five is the top. Five is the top. I feel like once you get to five on a on a mid run like mid run half beer. Yeah, mid run half beer. At that point, well, I don't want to overcomplicate it. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, how many vodka soaked uh, Swedish fish at a at a ultra <laughs> yeah, you know right. aid station? Um, Is these I don't know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out the unit at a later date. Um, I'm gonna give, give how many? <laughs> give, I mean, like I feel like you could break this down by category, like like sound and and like fit, and oh, I think yeah. I'm just gonna give it an overall rating of of two, uh, two okay. out of two out of five for uh, for the. For the Beats by Dre Sound Sport Pros and uh, the Anchors, I'll give a, a three and a half. Okay, and the unit of measure to be determined. That's right. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I think the only other thing I have for this... Oh, wait, and, and how about the Skull Candies? What would I give? I'd give the Skull Candy the five out of five. A five out of five. So <laughs> yeah. Power Motion Picnic Hour approved uh, Skull yeah. Candy. I got to grab a pair next time I'm at the pharmacy. H- high value... Um, they fit in my ear perfectly. They're available behind the counter at Rite Aid. Um, they don't break that frequently, and when they when they do, it's just another ten dollars. So, well, I'll be there. The next, um, so a final announcement. This is maybe my last episode uh, as a as a Fortissimo young man. I will be Fortissimo in one. Uh, wow, likely on our on our next pod. Yeah, yeah. Unless we unless we bang out two in a row, which I don't think we're gonna do. We're unlikely to do that. So. <laughs> Probably not gonna happen. Well, okay. I'm excited to hear what things are like on the other side, yeah, um, we, at the other end of the spectrum. We will and, have a unit of measurement and maybe a song of the week. And yeah, and I think we're just about out of time, so there's only one thing left to say. Onward. Vodka soaked uh, Swedish.